I have asked the young guns to speak what they want, what's on their heart, what they're passionate about, and so that's what they're doing. I haven't given them a topic. Um, without any further yabbering, let's uh, welcome Priya to the stage. Good morning, everyone. I hope your week has been wonderful. All right. So today is the first Sunday of the year and is also the first, the first day of our Young Gun series. I'll be starting it all off. I'm super excited to be hearing what Reuben, Asher and Jono have to say in the next three weeks and I encourage you to come along and find out. It's going to be great, so bring some friends. This morning, I'm going to be speaking about creation care and God's heart for his creation. One million seabirds and 100,000 marine mammals are killed annually from plastic in our oceans. 44% of all seabird species, 22% of dolphins and whales, all sea turtle species, and a growing list of fish species have been documented with plastic in or around their bodies. The microplastic from the bodies of the fish is then consumed by us. We could have fishless seas by 2050 if we continue with our current practices. Virtually every piece of plastic that was ever made still exists in some shape or form, with the exception of the 12% that has been incinerated and 9% that has been recycled. The remainder, more than three quarters of plastic waste, and more than half of all plastic ever made ends in landfills or natural environments. Over the last 10 years, we have produced more plastic than during the whole of the last century. 50% of the plastic we use, we use just once and throw away. Enough plastic is thrown away each year to circle the earth four times. Annually, approximately 500 billion plastic bags are used worldwide. More than 1 million bags are used every minute. It takes 500 to 1,000 years for plastic to degrade. The Great Pacific Garbage Patch is located in the North Pacific Gaia off the coast of California and is the largest ocean garbage site in the world. This floating mass of plastic is twice the size of Texas, with plastic pieces outnumbering sea life six to one. These are only a small number of facts about the devastating things that are currently happening to our planet. They only skim the surface of our problems and are only about plastic. Other issues include climate change, deforestation, pollution, water scarcity, loss of biodiversity, ecosystems, endangered species, ozone layer depletion, and many more. My goal through this sermon is to inspire and bring awareness on how God cares for his creation and how this calls us to care for it too. This beautiful place which God has placed us as stewards, what are we doing with it? Genesis 1 verses 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And verse 31 says, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. God was pleased with what he had done and valued it. He has deep compassion and love for his creation. Psalm 145. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. 
The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. I often hear people say that they feel a great sense of peace and connection when in nature, or that through nature they feel close to God. Through nature, God teaches us, reveals himself to us, provides for us, shares with us. Through nature, we see the power and sovereignty of God. This is his creation. We look around and see such an intricate, beautiful and creative design that points to something more than evolution. That is because it is through creation that we witness the glory of the creator. God created all things to display himself and his glory. Romans 1 verses 19 to 20. What can be known about God is plain to all people because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. Creation itself praises God. Because of this, we should protect it so that future generations may see the wonders that point to the creator. Another aspect of creation care is the care of God's creatures. The Bible contains many verses that reveal God's heart for the animals and how we should treat them. Proverbs 12 verses 10 states that the righteous care for the needs of their animals, but the kindest acts of the wicked are cruel. And Hosea 2 verses 18 says, In that day I will make a covenant for them with the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the creatures that move along the ground. Bow and sword and battle I will abolish from the land so that all may lie down in safety. This reveals God's heart. If God sees his creation in this way and cares for it in this way, then we should care like this also. If our priorities are not aligned with God's priorities, then we need to rethink our priorities. If what concerns God is not concerning us, then we should change our concerns. If God cares about something, it is worth caring for. In Genesis, God gave man dominion over his creation, meaning rule. He gave us the responsibility of creation care. Imagine you have spent a lot of time and effort crafting something and you're very proud of what you've done. You then give someone with this thing that you have made. When you give this gift to them, you expect them to care for and maintain this precious gift. Imagine how you'd feel if they mistreated it and failed to properly care for it. The same goes for what God entrusts to us. It is our responsibility as Christians and as human beings to care for our home. To care for the planet is also an investment in a better future for generations to come. Jordan Peterson, in his book, 12 Rules for Life, An Antidote to Chaos, writes that we must each adopt as much responsibility as possible for individual life, society, and the world. We must each tell the truth and repair what is in disrepair and break down and recreate what is old and outdated. The Bible speaks of creation care many times. In Genesis 2, verses 15, it states that God put us here to care for the Garden of Eden. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And in Leviticus 25, verses 2 to 5, and Exodus 23, verses 10 to 11, 
the Bible talks about giving the land a year of Sabbath. The land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years, sow your fields, and for six years, prune your vineyards and garner their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a Sabbath of rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. The land is to have a year of rest. And in Leviticus 25, verses 23 to 24, it talks about how the land is the Lord's and we must provide redemption for it. The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine. With me you are but aliens and tenants. Throughout the land that you hold, you shall provide for the redemption of the land. I found Deuteronomy 20, verses 19, particularly interesting, in which God discourages destroying trees. If you besiege a town for a long time, making war against it in order to take it, you must not destroy its trees by wielding an axe against them. Although you may take food from them, you must not cut them down. Are trees in the field human beings? And in saying human beings, it is referring to enemies. That they should come under siege from you. All these verses speak of people doing what they can, where they can. But most of us aren't in these situations of besieging our enemies or pruning vineyards. <laughs> so instead of disregarding themselves, how can I align my resources with God's priorities? Creation care doesn't have to be unrealistically hard or unattainable. Do what you can, where you can, to honour God and his creation. We can't reverse what has already been done, but collectively we have the power to make conscious decisions that help keep this planet beautiful for our children and our children's children. Here are some simple practices you can do to help the environment. Drive less, reduce food waste, save water and electricity, avoid single-use plastic, and replace them with reusable items such as reusable shopping bags, water bottles, and bamboo or steel straws. Always reduce, reuse, and recycle. Leading a Christian life goes beyond Sunday morning. It is about the way we live our everyday lives. The way we live in response to God is a part of our worship. The way we treat others, the way we treat God's creation, the way we treat animals, and the way we treat ourselves should all be done to praise and glorify God. I hope that this has inspired you to lead a more sustainable and environmentally conscious life and maybe has made you think about creation care in a different light. Thank you. <laughs>